Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and I'm joined with my my good friends, Phil Morley and Ramon Valdez. How's everybody doing tonight, guys? Hey, pretty good. Good. Great. How you guys doing? This is awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Wait, well, you just started. It's not awesome yet, man. Come on. You know, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's already awesome. <laughs> it just feels good to be talking to other woodworkers. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, we've got some we've got some big news for this evening. Um, we this is the the first day we we came out on on Apple Podcasts today. Apple Podcasts and and a number of other um, pod catchers. Uh, this is this is something that we've been kind of working towards. We wanted to get a couple of recordings in the uh, in the can, I guess would be the the term for that. Um, just so that we had something to actually put out instead of um you know not having anything so we're out on we're out on apple Podcasts, so that's a that's a big deal so if you are listening to the show and you find the show via apple Podcasts or one of the other um podcatchers uh you know if you would give us a give us a rating like i said we just started today so you know a five-star rating yeah, please so Come on, man! Five star, help us out! Help us out! Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I we know we're not worthy of five stars yet. That's true. But we're gonna get there. We'll make it up to you. Yeah. Later. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's exciting, man. Thank you, Ben. For I know you. Uh, you kind of led. Yeah, that it's been up. a ton of work. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh it's a, it's an interesting. I don't know. I I I didn't. I don't know anything about like doing podcasts, you know, just kind of been figuring it out as we go, just because we, we wanted, we want to do one. So that's, sure. that's why you, so we can talk about woodworking. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like woodworking. I like related. talking about woodworking. I'm, I'm not a real big fan of trying to figure out how to do a podcast. I'll, I'll tell you that it's a, I'm, <laughs> that, that's not my that's, forte. It's a typical woodworker, right? It's like, I just want to be in the shop <laughs> yeah. doing woodworking. Yeah. I don't want to do the business side. I don't want to do the books, the website. Any of that stuff, the paperwork, yeah, right, yeah, paperwork, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's any, any, you have to, any excuse to just keep working on like the project, right? All we'll talk about it. I'm okay That's talking right. about it. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to like. I just don't want to find work. <laughs> yeah, man, that uh, that bed you've been working on is amazing. Those uh, those proud details. Thanks, with, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, incredible. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, you know, a little different for me. It's going back to, um, it's going back to my training, right? This is, this bed is Michael's bed. I know I've mentioned that a few times, uh, his design, uh, that he entrusted me to build. And it's been 10, 11 years since I've done through like really proud <laughs> rounded tenons and, those little yeah, pegs which take forever to dome them and get them just perfect um they look perfect is right i appreciate it man it's uh that seemed like a really big challenge because part of that was finished right I it's mean, all blue tape on yeah it's it's all pre-finished pre um so the tenons that go through yeah you tape it off and then you um you you sand it you know block plane uh, facets, you know, 45 and then kind of just keep in those so facets tilt. right around. And then a lot of sanding and, and just kind of keep working it, keeping it nice and soft. Again, that 
getting that radius all the way around. I had, you know, I remember Michael, and I going back to I screwed up, and I did a story on it. I was like, what the heck? Let me show my screw up. Um, but only on a story because it lasts 24 hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, um, you know, as I was getting ready to glue this up, and I had the Amanda, who's helping with the, this, uh, the second glue up, I said to myself, man, why don't I just put my quarter inch route a bit and round over the tenons, you know, just hold it, uh, you know, like horizontally and just kind of go up on the end of the tenon and round it over. It saved me a lot of time. That's what I was going to ask you. Well, and so that's how Michael did it. And that's how I've done it with Michael. But what I, we used to do is we did that first, then we split the tenon, right? So we, mm -hmm. for the wedge, if you do it afterwards without thinking about it, when you you'll fall in the hole. Well, well, you don't fall in the hole, but it vibrate. It made a like a nasty vibration. Oh, and it splintered. It just and it's just figured maple too. But man, the first one climbing it went around and boom. And it I don't know if it's, I, it was really weird, but I wasn't willing to try it again to another one. And it took out a chunk in such a way that it wasn't salvageable. It was just like this little chunk in about five pieces. And so mm. I ended up chiseling it Bummer. back so I could actually have, you know, a, a surface to put something in there to wedge it, you know, to patch it. And so I just yeah. went ahead and glued it up and did it, you know, that way. But it, it was a bummer. And I probably, I could have, I just wanted to get it glued up. I was like, let's just get this thing glued up. Amanda's hair. And it took me, you know, maybe uh, an hour per side. So, you know, one, to, so three through tenons probably took about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and, and it's probably a little fast now. You know, once you get into it, it goes pretty fast. Um, so it worked out. And yeah, so everything was, so as soon as you did that, then, you know, the tape was on there. I bought a really cool little touch-up gun. A uh, little gravity fed, you know, for my air uh, air gun to spray, and it worked perfect uh, for touching. Yeah, that just for, for spraying that, so you didn't get all this overspray, and you could really mm. dial it in and just kind of get it right on the tenon. Do a couple of coats, sand, do one more coat. So it just has a a real small. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, tiny. Yeah, those little, are pretty cool little touch little up guns. Bitty thing, man, and it works perfect for this type of work. Then you peel the tape nice. off, and you always have that little line, right? The tape's a few thousandths thick. Yeah, I was just, at, that was my next question. So, so I'm just hitting them all right here. You're on, on it, it, yeah. Man. <laughs> um, so then you just go back with a little bit of wax. Like not, None of this bed has wax on it at all, but a little wax in that corner, you can't tell the difference. It just blends. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just so it's not this white, harsh, unfinished. Sure. And it's it's so tiny, it's ridiculous. It's literally a thousandth or two. Um, so it, it worked out, worked out great. Um, I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. It was a lot of pressure since it was for my, you know, mentor. I delivered it today. Um, got that final paycheck. That's always nice. Um, <laughs> nice. But, yeah. uh, the client was just delighted. Um, just so happy. And it, you know, it was funny originally the client was leaving a lot of it up to me and he wanted the inlay he didn't really have much of an opinion on the inlay. And originally I was thinking, well, let's do maple and I will be truthful here. I started doing the f like figured maple 
and I believe this is not Rock Maple, although I, I could have sworn I brought Rock Maple. Um, maybe it is, but it it fuzzed up so possible to cut. No matter what I did, climb it or conventional, it just was not doing a clean mm. cut for the inlay. I was using like an inlay kit, the guide bushings, you know, the two different guide bushings. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And an eighth inch bit and the template. And so I was kind of freaked out because I'm really up against it. It's like this has to go out. It's a walnut dam, cut it, beautiful. I was like, hey, walnut looks pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up doing walnut. (laughs) I called him. I said, hey, what about walnut? I think it looks really good with the the end grain, but bingo is much darker. And it looked almost like walnut, uh, except for the grain texture. But um, you know, it's that moment of I brought it into his house, and I'm like, I hope he likes it, and he loved it. Good. He loved the walnuts. So, did did you set it up when you got there, or how does that work? No, I didn't. I showed him kind of how it would go together, but he was literally like, it was going in a truck, being blanket oh, wow. wrapped <laughs> truck, and then going into a freight um, uh, container. No time to spare, yeah. No, it, uh, yeah, it, it was out and gone. <laughs> damn so well sometimes those uh those little situations work out for the best how you ended up using walnut and it looked kind of cool you know just different species and walnut i mean right carves like soft plastic so oh man it's beautiful and you know and i really to me i liked it more because it was a little more subtle but i was worried that i was really just doing it more because it was easier and then i felt you know i was feeling that kind of conflict where i was like man this guy probably really wants maple and so when he finally, like, that's the one thing he went straight to. And he said, the walnut was the best choice. I love it. And that's I was like, awesome. yes. Good. I was like, <laughs> I didn't tell him it was easier. <laughs> so hopefully he never listens to this podcast. No. You'll, have to, you'll have to send him some money. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, so uh, $200 back. <laughs> well, I think, I, think it, I, yeah. think it looked, I think it looked good, too. Because like you said, it was more subtle. And that thing's that thing's raised, yeah. you know, and, and right, there was a little right. bit of carving to do that. Right. I, that's what I really like is that little detail of yeah. the carving that you added. Well, I liked all of it, but that thanks, like, man. Man, that just that's, really yeah, set it that's, off. It just, that's one of those that, things that that you don't necessarily notice right off the bat. It's always nice right. to have those things that, as people get closer to it, they they, they that's notice, what I love. Like, yeah. They notice, they notice more things, you know. So it's not just mm-hmm. right. As, as it's not just to... something that looks beautiful from across the room. It, it it's something that yeah. Get... It's not screaming yeah. at you, but yeah, you get close and you start discovering yeah. it that, more, that, right? It gives mm-hmm. it gives the piece some depth, you know, and uh, um, yeah, some some interest instead of it just being you know, pretty right. from one perspective, you know. You get closer, yeah. and then you hey, aren't we up. supposed to be talking about uh, finishing? So th- this was conversion varnish, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Um, so people ask me, I need to just start using a hashtag conversion varnish or something, or just every post I do, just put conversion varnish because I get asked that a ton. all the time. Yeah, all the time, and you know, I guess probably people just have never seen me answer it before, but. Um, I that's pretty much all I use. It is all I use. I use conversion varnish, either the medium rub, which is kind of like a satin, yeah. mm-hmm. or the uh, dull rub. I mm-hmm. really like the dull rub, and that's like um, a, that's like a twenty the, what a twenty percent sheen. I think 
I think that's. It seems like every I manufacturer guess, has their own yeah, name for for the yeah, scene, but, there's but a, there is a specific, a specific uh, thing that like like goes. I'm not sure what it is that that is a, right. an actual measurement instead of a name. <laughs> that's yeah. probably the 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 one DM that I get that the topic the most is what what kind of finish do you use, and you know specific questions about conversion varnish and right and how to apply it and this and that that's um right yeah it's it's you know it's i mean it's a great finish a lot of people i guess you have to get a spray gun there's definitely a learning curve um but once you've learned how to, sh- <coughs> to spray and how to tweak the gun and how to mix the chemicals to be able to you know, slow down the cure or speed it up or make it flow more. Uh, I guess it's a little overwhelming, right? To someone that's just starting out, it's like they've yep. just learned how to build a piece of furniture. Now they have to learn how to sp- like spray and <laughs> be a chemist. And it's nasty. It is nasty, but. And you can screw up your entire project. Yeah. You can, your boy, you can. I tell you what, I had Amanda, <laughs> I had Amanda spraying the first coat, not on the bed on like something totally random. She's working on some um, gun boxes. And I was like, you want to spray? And she's like, I've never done it. I said, let's just do it. And it's poor thing, man. She's like, am I ruining it? I'm like, well, you're not going to be doing the top coat. (laughs) (laughs) Or the band. (laughs) Not anytime soon, but this is good practice. There is a learning curve. And I always tell people when they get a cup gun is fill your cup with water. Water. Yeah. and, And spray cardboard and try to, you know, and, and see, you'll see with right it. away yep. where where you're spraying, if it's too right. heavy, and you uh, it's it's weird. I mean, it's just like anything. There is a pretty big learning curve, but conversion varnish there, is the ultimate finish to me for for the projects I do. And it's you know I I've used lacquer. This is gonna you know this this is gonna date me a little bit, but I've used lacquer for over thirty years. And Dang, how that was, you? yeah, right. Well, I started when <laughs> I was five. <laughs> I started when you were five. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that was, that was all, that was a, really the best interior finish that we had available to us. But when conversion varnish came along, I thought, wow, this, this is it because the water resistance and just the yep. look of it, you know, the look yeah. of it almost matches an, um, a polished oil finish. Right. And definitely if you get the, the doll rub really looks like an oil, an oil finish, you know, yeah, but it does, yeah. if you do light, light coats, that's the thing. If you put heavy coats and fill, if you partially fill an open grain, uh, wood, it looks like crap to me. Yeah. And, and that's that fine line of, damn it, I've got it too heavy. And now it's not filled the grain totally. So it looks really odd. And then if you fill the grain, it looks a little plasticky. Right. It's, um, a, yeah, it's a fine line. It's a, it is. And so I've always done, <laughs> you know, like three light coats and it, it I, I like the way it looks. The, the problem with the doll rub and my mentor told me this, um, I did my lounge chairs in it and I loved it. It looked so beautiful because, because an oil, an oil finish, uh, I can't even say that word. Um, it has a, a real lush luster to it, right? You want to like, just touch it. it feels wonderful and great and it's it's hard to beat a good finish like that but the dull rub almost gives you that but the problem with it is 
in a that I found, and my mentor mentioned this too, was in a high um, what do you call it? Like high high use like area, like the arms that mm-hmm. are being rubbed all the time, and your 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 arms are rubbing up against the it all the time. It polishes it, and it almost looks glossy. It's really weird, and I don't like. I don't like that look on my lounge chair. Um, so I, I, I think depending on what it's used for, I almost think the medium rub is probably like the best, uh, you know, finish to use on pretty much all furniture um, that I, I like. I just like the look of it, you know. What do you, um, how do you spray, how, do you, how are your, your three coats different in viscosity or, or with, with a thinner? Do you change that as you go? I th- um, no, it's all the same. I fin the oh, first mix. Yeah, the first mix is I use. So I use the Sherwin Williams. Um, what is that? The water white conversion varnish. Yeah, something. I think so. Something like that. I don't even know what that means. But um, I use. Oh, I can't remember the measurements now. It's actually done in teaspoons. <laughs> it's not like a weight or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But. I, I use xylin, so I thin it down with the xylin, um, and then I use, uh, is it MAK? Wow, I've never used those for that. I've I've always used lacquer thinner. Oh, really? You yeah. Use lacquer um, thinner? I, really? Conversion varnish? Yeah. Huh. I've always used, I've always used. All your stuff's going to pill on you now. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. No. I've always used, uh, like, high flash naphtha. And and xylene yeah. or xylol, I don't know. Xyl- I think xylene is. Yeah. You think, you think the 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 lacquer thinner is a little too hot? What's that? I said, you guys think the lacquer thinner is a little I, too I, hot? I'm just going off of like like what uh, what, what they, they recommend. recommend. You know? Oh yeah, most yeah, the, these guys recommended yeah. lacquer thinner. Oh okay. crazy, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's the thing, right? It's I I usually love the guys at Sean Williams. It's, this guy. Uh, in the store, the the uh, commercial one, he's just really knowledgeable. So I'm just using what he's told me. And it's like anything. My mentor used it for years, and that's what I've used. So it works. So it's like if it works for you, what yeah, the don't heck? change it. Don't so change it. why M-E-K and Xylene? Well, once, and I, this is why I'm not good at remembering stuff. One is for thinning, and then one is for slowing the kick down. Okay, the xylene will slow it down. I think the MEK is is pretty, uh, pretty, hot. pretty hot. Yeah, right. Xylene it has a little. Well, it's kind of like mineral spirits is the way I always equated. Right, it has a little bit of a little bit of more of an oily feel, I guess. Not right. so dry. <laughs> it just doesn't flash right. off it's, as fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, depending on how hot it is, because I'm spraying outside. I can change that a little bit, and so that way, it will it won't like bubble or fish eye or whatever the heck like just get nasty. It lets it flow and lets it dry, um, and it, and that and also, that's why I think a lot of times people say, "How do you spray? You spray outside?" It's like, yeah, don't you get bugs or <laughs> leaves? It it kicks so yeah. fast. Yeah, you know? it's amazing. Um, I mean, as soon as I, I get to one end to the other, it's pretty much, you don't want to touch it, but if a leaf falls on it, the thing to do is leave it. Just leave it alone, and then, you know, about 20 minutes later, you just flick that thing off, and it hasn't done anything to the finish. Yeah. Uh, there's sometimes I've definitely been screwed. I had a, 
a bird come by and just poo on something. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. But, um, Somebody DM'd me just the other day because I was spraying those marble boards that I made with um, – conversion varnish and somebody said aren't you worried about birds pooping on your stuff nice no right right (laughs) we don't have those kind of birds here (laughs) we don't have as long as as those birds our birds are polite and as long as those birds don't crap on it like during that initial like couple of minutes yeah while it's wet it's it's gonna be fine that stuff that stuff Mm -hmm. right so fast you know, and that's that's the the beauty of it. You you know, is is the fact that it does kick. You know, pre cat lacquer is kind of the same thing. It, it, it oh my gosh, it snaps off so fast that you know, fast. so you so you don't have vertical. You know, you don't have hangers or you know runs or whatever you want to call them. You know, because things flash off and um, you know, it's, right. it's you know the nice things about it. You know, you you want to. You want that stuff to stay wet long enough to flatten out, you know. And not only that, it needs to. You need to keep it wet as you're spraying. If you're if you get a a dry area that flashes off, it won't blend. Yeah, it'll and show dry, up. And, and I was dry doing, spray. You got to be careful. With dry, yeah, dry, dry spray. So I was doing a a conference table uh, years ago where I worked at my brother's shop, and we were using a conversion uh, conversion varnish, and it was so hot that um it wanted to leave a, a line i couldn't get to the other you know the other side it, right. it was so wide it was like six foot wide and i couldn't get to the other side fast enough so i ended up just stopping i came in early in the morning four o'clock in the morning it was a little bit cooler and it laid down yeah. perfectly so, <laughs> just that little bit of difference in temperature so what, so yeah. what, what do you do you know because i i spray i spray conversion varnish on on like durable areas so tabletops, um, you know, things that are going to going to be high use, you know, in, in the past, that's what I've done is, is high use things get, get conversion varnish and then like low use things get, get um, pre-cat lacquer, um, you know, so like, like chairs or that type of thing, they would, they would get pre, pre, pre-cat lacquer because I could add in, is it butyl cellulose, you know? Yeah, or I, yeah, could, or some... I could spray the thing with butyl cellulose if it if it blushed or if I was getting dry spray on it. You know, you could spray that and just blend it. Spray that on it, and it would just remelt the surface and then let it. You know, and it, it butyl cellulose butyl cellulose is a well. See that that's what they told me harder. to use to thin. To yeah, so I may be getting mixed up because I thought so xylin I thought was a thinner. And the MAK was the retarder. Oh, you think the MEK is the retarder? Yeah. I believe so. Boy, we're just a couple of chemists here, aren't we? I know, mm. right? Look at us. Because I thought it was the other way around. Uh, well, remember. shoot. I know I have both of them, and I might be getting it. I'm pretty sure it's not, though. Not at least how I've always done it. I might be doing something wrong. But I thought the xylin was, because I, I asked a guy, um, the xylin is meant to be really bad for, like, kidneys or some crap. And I have chronic kidney disease and I, I i was just talking to him and he recommended a different thinner and i can't remember what the heck it was now um so i think i actually used whatever he recommended and it's not you know it's not much better but it's like rated a little bit better or something huh. um so i may be getting that totally mixed up and we can totally recap next time and i will tell you <laughs> i wish i had it in front of me sure. that i was wrong 
and get used to it because I will do this a lot. Yeah. I get names mixed. That MEK is some pretty harsh stuff, man. You got to wear a. You got to wear. A, you well, it's all. You got to wear a respirator for all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nasty. Yeah, that's 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 the only thing I don't like. That's about the thing it. that we it's pretty nasty. That's the thing that we 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 do need to make sure that we that we mention in this is that this stuff yeah. is this stuff is hazardous and it's flammable. Oh and, yeah, you know. So, yeah, turn off your hot well, water. You don't, yeah, you just spraying in the garage. Spray, <laughs> you don't. You don't want to be spraying this stuff inside if you don't have like ventilation, a proper, yeah. a proper, a spray well, a proper setup. Yeah, spray booth is is the mm-hmm. is the real thing, you know, with would the explosion proof but... fan and you know, right. um, which none of us have. <laughs> the great outdoors. Yeah, you you spray outside, you know, um, and yeah. so there you're fine. But you still need to be wearing you need to be wearing a respirator. You need to be, you know, you should probably you, well, you should be wearing some type of gloves when you're when you're mixing that crap when you're handling this stuff, yeah. you know, and when and when right. you clean when you're cleaning <clears throat> your gun out. Because that's the other thing is that that stuff, it's catalyzed. It's going to cure, and like and epoxy. it's really really durable, <laughs> which right. means that it doesn't you know, it doesn't it doesn't come out of guns worth a darn. We we had a gun, I had a gun when I when I worked down in Nebraska, um, that you know uh, somebody had used and and they had sprayed conversion varnish and and it was even getting cleaned out, but it just didn't get cleaned out well enough. Right. Took, mm, you know, it yeah. was, a, it was a SADA gun, you know, I mean, it's a high dollar right. gun and it was, uh, you know, it, we couldn't get it cleaned. I took it down to the place where we, where we bought it from, which was an auto supply, you know, a place that, de- that dealt with the auto finish. Automotive guys, finishes. You know, and I took the gun in to have them clean it. And I said, you know, I, this thing's got conversion varnish in it. I don't know if you'll be able to, you know, I don't know if you'll be able to clean it or not. And the guy said, well, we've never <laughs> run into anything that we couldn't clean out. And then I got a call like two hours later and he said, well, I stand corrected. <laughs> so they ended up, That's they good. ended up sending it to SADA in Minneapolis. And, and then they sent me a gun back and it was like perfect perfectly clean i don't know what they what they did to it to get that out of it but wow. they did something to it and yeah that's pretty amazing but you gotta you gotta be so thorough on cleanings you know afterwards yeah i i have a, my habit is to clean my gun you know when i get done with it even if i know i'm gonna have to retouch something up and i'm gonna have to mix more conversion varnish in a the next day or something I just clean it right away. I just take it yeah. apart. It's super easy once you get familiar with your gun and um, just, just keep it clean. And, you know, <laughs> I guess, too, it, it depends on what you're, what you're cleaning it out with, if it's kind of enough. And that's why I thought lacquer thinner wasn't good because it doesn't cut it as well to clean it with. What are you cleaning it with? Well, so this is funny. Uh, about five years ago, a buddy of mine, he's a, he's a painter. He came to the shop and he had this 55 gallon drum of lacquer center that his one of his buddies was had started a business and they were recycling lacquer thinner i don't know where they were getting it from because i can't imagine right. how anyway <laughs> so he, he gave me this drum full of lacquer thinner and i call it we call it dirty lacquer yeah. thinner because it's not 
something you want to thin with. Yeah, you know? but it's, it's for cleaning. Um, we had we had the same. Had and the same I just soak my stuff in there. I, I take the nylon parts off. Okay. I just, I just let it sit. You sit in I there. So let it soak. Yeah. Well, I noticed that you know. So I was cleaning with. I can't remember what. Um, it wasn't acetone. Um, but it it would just it would gum it. It it wouldn't really quite get it, and then I started noticing noticing if the gun wasn't spraying worth crap, and I would take it apart, and it it was just gummy inside. You know, it was nasty. Mm. So then I cleaned it out really well, and I spoke to my my Sherman William guy, and and he that's when he said uh, use this xylen to to clean, clean it, it. Um, out with, and so I just wow, that's so I, interesting. I blast it through it, and that's all I do. And maybe every few months I'll take it apart and give it a really good clean. But I, you know, what works really well is uh, pipe cleaners. I double yeah. them up, yeah. and you can run them through those orifices better than the little brush that they come with. Right, right. No, I've got that's what I have pipe cleaners, and so every mm-hmm. now and then I will take it fully apart. But for the most part, I mean, I just I just blast the finish through it, and it it cleans and- it. Another thing you can do is kind of like a, it's really a, I learned it from a, from a, an artist that used a, uh, an airbrush is where you put a rag on the, on the nozzle and you pull the trigger and it'll back flush it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And that works really good. If you, I don't know if you, if it starts, if your finish starts to congeal, like maybe you went and ate lunch or something and just to get that, those orifices cleaned out and going again. Right. Right. A little back flush. I mean, but... I don't think we're selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Too much but work. I, is I will work. say, people people do ask me about you know why I use it, and at the end of the day, I have absolute confidence when a piece goes to a client's house, they can live with the piece. It's durability. Yeah, you know, you can put your cold, you can put your hot. It doesn't matter. And the reason we went to conversion varnish was um, we were using the pre-cat lacquer from Sean Williams, um, and they ended up, I don't know if they discontinued it or they made it where you had to start buying five-gallon drum or some something changed. And my mentor was like, well, crap, you know, I've been using this for 30 years. Let's try, you know, conversion varnish. I heard a lot of good about it, and that's when we got into it. And I remember what it's not like. It's like anything when you change something. But, man, it's it really is a great finish just it really works is. so well and you're you know oil finishes they they look beautiful they feel beautiful yeah but you can't you can't expect a customer to refinish um, that piece re-oil it every <laughs> yeah. every year it's just not going to happen right right <laughs> we had a client that um wanted she wanted to do that like she remembered her parents doing it like they would refinish every like year and that's, that's awesome. what she wanted it cost her more because I, I i would well, I really hope I don't have to, but I will charge more to do an oil finish because it is a lot more work. Which is interesting because it's it's easier to apply to, in a way, right? Right. But but to get a think finish, about the time. I, I think, mean, it's just. I think the deal is like a lot of people think they're doing a finish with oil, where they just like wipe it on, wipe it off, and like, hey, I'm finished. But yeah. to really build it up, um, yeah, that takes we used a lot to of... we used to cut it like fifteen percent varnish to give it a bit more of a build um danish oil but it is a beautiful finish but man you had to baby it you know you you'd wipe it down 
you, you would get it. You do the first coat, and it'd be like a wash coat, and your circle motion, really get it into the grain. Then you wipe it down, you know, uh, with some cotton rags. But if you just walked away and came back 30 minutes later, it would seep up, and then it's like tack, tacky, and you'd have oh, to get gosh. like your uh, your burlap out and like buff it. And it, I mean, it was a pain. Um, but, you know, to be able to pre finish everything, and once you've glued, you know, you glue it up and you're done. It's a beautiful thing. Um, it really is. But anyhow, Gary Weeks, um, uh, Gary Weeks Furniture Company. Do you follow those guys? Yeah. Um, really the best people around. They're, they're my neighbors. Um, I go, like, gluing up this bed, I realized I didn't have enough clamps. So I just, on Sunday, I'll, like, call them up. Hey, can I come get some clamps? Sure. It's really, That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic, and they have a great shop. <laughs> but he does some of the best uh, oil finish that I've ever seen. Um, he's like a mad scientist when it comes to it. He um, he recently, I guess, was it Def Danish Oil or something? They stopped doing it. Like there was a certain product that he loved, and they stopped uh, making it. Making it, and he's been using it for thirty five, forty years or something. You know. And so he has enough to keep going for a while, but he started doing experiments on like the new stuff, like the Rubio and I don't know, mm. whatever's out there, Osmos and all that kind of stuff. Monaco. Yeah. And he, it, it was kind of, it was really, you know, interesting going into his, he has a beautiful, not spray booth because he doesn't spray, but finishing booth with like these uh, charcoal scrub filters and I don't know what the heck's going on, but it's, it's beautiful high tech yeah it's pretty amazing and he that's just how his mind works but he's got about you know 300 pieces of wood laid out with and with all his like tape dividing them up and he's doing all these tests on it and like he's got wine and water and (laughs) it's just nuts man i'm like wow and he's got like a computer program tracking like he's putting it into this like data data sheet and that's impressive yeah the guy's just uh, it's, it's it's amazing yeah. the work he does. But if <laughs> but if you're putting stuff out into the world, yeah, you know that that your name is on, yeah, then yeah. it's it's pretty darn important to know that that stuff. Gonna, yeah, and or at least at least if there is a problem that right with with the people, you know, just to basically to counter say, you know, hey man, I I did the best I could. Here's all the stuff that I did right. to. Well, and that's it. It's his reputation. He, I mean, he has clients all over the world. I mean, he's got a crap load of his rocking chairs out there. He has this map with all the little uh, thumbtacks of where all his stuff's at. And it's, he's been doing it so long, it's amazing. Because he's a small production shop. And and that's the deal. Is like, he really, I mean, he found a finish that worked really well for him. And, you know, when you find out... Just like that, Yeah, he perfected it. And when it's disappeared, he... Not only does he want a good finish that looks good, feels good, but that his employees can use, and it's going to be yeah, the health that they can that it. they can that they can do, and and yes. and that they and and it's not going to be detrimental to them. The, ab- yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's mm. he looks after his employees. Yeah, you can't you sure. can't give people something that you can do but they can't do, and then right. you can't be giving them something that is going to be detrimental to them. That's, that's not kosher either. Right. You can give them a dust mask. Yeah. Just give them a little yeah, dust some, mask. Some gloves. <laughs> You'll be fine. 
The last guy, the last guy was fine all the way up till he died. Up until he died of liver failure. <laughs> right. Shellac, man, just use shellac. Yeah. Hey, there's certain. Just use shellac. I, I use I use a lot of shellac. You know, I have used a lot of shellac in the past. You know, restoration work. That's it's. Oh yeah. Certainly, right. certainly has its place. You know, there's. I mean, there's. There's a place for for most any of the finishes. I I think where where, where there's Agreed. a problem is, is when you start getting these magic bullets, and I think. You know the Rubio monocoat and 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 Osmo. Sometimes I mean they're kind of being kind of be being um, falsely um, um, falsely listed as as like like this wonder. The ultimate yeah, the finish. ultimate finish, and, and you know for for certain applications they they are. I mean they right. But, you know, there's other applications where they're not. Right. It's kind of like kind of like glue you know i think a lot of people think that okay you know gorilla glue i can glue anything with it and it's just not true not all materials are the same some some materials react different or better to different types of glues and so there's not one glue that will do it all there's not one finish that is the best for every application i think you're wrong conversion varnish and varnish. I glue it's reversible. Come on. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. People people tend to want to just grab on something and you know it's like this get, is, get up on that pulpit. It. Yeah. It's like this is it. And I usually mm-hmm. I always start out telling people this is what I use because it's what I was taught how to use and I'm good at it. I don't like change. That's that, you know, it's like yeah, conversion varnish is very easy finish to do when you know how to spray. And that's this video, and it, and it's it's just durable. People can live with it. They can treat it like furniture is meant to be treated, like you're not babied. Put your drink on it, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, spill something yeah, on it. Spill something on yeah. it. I got four kids. Sure. Right. Yeah, you need, my, yeah, you got you need conversion varnish with kids. I, I just need to like just do a, that's the ultimate epoxy test. or something. Like just put, <laughs> put my chair in a in a mold. <laughs> pour epoxy around it and that's it's it it's like a decoupage yeah they can't even sit on it it's just a big piece of epoxy <laughs> you need spar varnish there you go but epiphanes ep- oh man see i've never it's funny i've never even heard of that before but recently i've been hearing a lot about that epiphanes what it, it's a varnish it's a, is that what that it's is a, it's a good exterior well, okay ben ben's gonna be yeah using it's, that, right? it's a spar varnish you know it, it comes from spar varnish it comes from the you know it comes from the boat the wooden boat world. Boat building. Okay, that's Trent. So I yeah, Trent Trent, was Trent's using, using it on on that on the canoe. I on think canoe. I think they're using that. Although, I think I saw that. I don't know. They they might have been using something else. You know, Trent Trent's in an area where he's got. You know, there's some some guys that that are friends of his that are, I think are helping him. Um, right. That, that are finish. that are that build build and work on. You know. Like boats. I mean, I don't mean like the canoes. I mean like like wooden boats, you know, boats, wood, right, wood, right. wood sailboats, yachts, that that type of thing, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Because I saw his video. He was mixing up stuff, and it wasn't. I don't think it was that. Yeah. Finished. He's he's capitalizing on those guys' expertise, you know. Because um, right. those guys, you know, they they, you know, they're if you're building yachts for a living or wooden boats for a living, you're you're gonna have you're gonna have a better um, you know, you know a you more do. educated 
um, opinion on things. And, 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 you know, and Trent's not going to like go, Oh, you know, no, we're, I'll use an yeah, oil finish. I mean, man, that canoe's looking pretty awesome. Yeah, though. it, it is. But... He's doing, he's doing a nice yeah. job. And man, he, man, he knows how to, he, he knows how to, to put, put that stuff out there and, and create interest. Guys, yes. great yes. job with it. That's what it always, takes. Always right fun there. to always fun to watch, and I'm I'm looking forward to him. I'm I'm looking forward to when it gets when the when it gets delivered. He's got some things going on there that are pretty exciting, <laughs> and he'll yeah. and he'll man. and he'll be able to he'll be able to squeeze every bit of content out of that. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> you know what's really cool is uh, two makers here did work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Frank Straza and uh, oh yeah, he made that that beautiful stand and, for it. Yeah, and Jason mm-hmm. Thigpen, uh, Texas Heritage. Yeah, yeah. Jason Thigpen. Man, those are those are two great guys to have make stuff. Jeez. Yeah, both of those guys awesome. are fantastic. I've 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 been fortunate enough to to you know to to get to spend a little bit of time with both of those guys and and God, yeah. they just do they you know they they do great work, but they're also just just good people super nice folks you know mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah frank frank strasser man i've I've kind of got to know him more than jason i've met jason once um but frank has done some work for okay. me and he he's just super nice guy he he drove out we were doing an uh he did a marketry for me the initials for this uh display box i was doing and i it was again you know always up against a deadline True. right and this crazy storm was coming through, and it's going to be like ice and you know, crazy storm for Texas, yeah. right? Um, we don't, we cause we don't handle ice. <laughs> but um, he drove out like two in the morning to meet me halfway to so I could pick take delivery of this marketry he did. <laughs> it's, That's awesome. It was also it was like this drug deal at like. <laughs> It would have been funny if you guys morning. Got pulled over and you're trying to convince the cops that you're... I know, right? It was so sketchy looking. He's got this package, yeah. you know, he's like handing off I got to me. You, and... I got your veneers you were looking for. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we had our like woolly hats on and our colors up. looked sketchy. <laughs> but he is, a, he's amazing. He's, I've got to get him to do me some more work pretty soon. Um, pretty old guy. He's going to be teaching at the school too. At Austin? At the Austin school? I did, yeah, Austin. Uh, oh crap! What's the name of the school, guys? <laughs> That's Austin great. School of what, what class is he going to be teaching? Um, I think he's going to do a dovetail class. I think he's going to come like as a guest teacher on and off. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so he's going to do hand cut dovetails, and uh, he'd be perfect for that. I want him to do a marketry class. Yeah, That'd he, be awesome. he doesn't. I, I, I remember at Handworks, like going to Handworks, and he and he would and he would oh, do. Cool. Um, you know, he would just sit and do demo of cutting out. You know, it'd be it'd be cutting out initials or, or some word in in marketry. Um, but but um, right. just doing it with a with a fret saw. You know, um, and a yeah, it, the, the double yeah, double, double bevel, bevel technique or whatever. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you do marketry. I forgot about that. Hey, I'm, really? <laughs> man, I you already wanted... forgot. 
<laughs> I was like, you, you want just to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I know, right? I totally forgot. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, shoot. That's right. I want to do it so bad. Like, I really want to learn how to do double, that double bevel technique. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing technique. We were, uh, we were in Italy in 2012. And seeing all this marquetry, you know, back then and in inlay and in Tarja, you know, in Tarja means something different now. But back then it was, it was, you know, uh, marquetry, but they didn't, they, you know, when they first started, they didn't have all these, uh, they didn't have saw blades. They, they were using knives and, and chisels and the, the hardest way possible. And their stuff is incredible. I mean, the craftsmanship, you know, yeah. is just, is just amazing. So it's it's That's really it. interesting this this um this road that marketry has taken. I remember when I first taken. got into yeah. into marketry, if if I put marketry in the computer, it didn't know what the word was. Nobody right. was doing it. You know, there was Silas oh, Cop, there was, there was just a yeah. handful of guys doing it. And now it's just <laughs> exploded and you're seeing there's some incredible work out there. So and now I, I, I answer me this, um my ignorance here, but so you got marquetry, parquetry, inlay. So inlay is, is really um, just a matter of creating a cavity, right? Okay, so, so you're making the mortise. So, so the, the beautiful designs you did on your bed, that's inlay. Right, that's right. inlay. Marquetry, yeah. you can achieve the same look as inlay, but you can get much more detail because, well, with the double bevel technique, you can get as right. detailed as you want. You know, you can have one leaf with you know so you're cutting 39, out the background separate pieces of wood right to give it all right. this detail parquetry is really a ge geometric um pattern like floors parquetry floors yeah so stuff, you have right. triangles or different shapes or uh, a checkerboard or uh you know that's or the right the lewis cube yeah, is, it, a, is a good example of parquetry no i met a guy and he's showing me this this picture he got from italy and he he watched a guy do it and he was he was inlaying it and I, I kept saying so it's inlay right and he's like no 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 it's marquetry I'm like but it's not it's a solid piece of wood and he was cutting out all these different patterns and putting it in so isn't that inlay that's, that's, <laughs> but I didn't argue with the guy I that's, was like cool that's really inlay I mean yeah, you know it's the, inlay. the, the it, it kind of crosses you know I you know some of my work uh, like my little logos that I have on my on the bottom of my workbench and I've had that logo on my front door, the two leaves. That's actually marquetry. That's made using double bevel marquetry, but then I inlay it into the door. Then you in so right. It's, so it's actually both. You know it's what I mean? Both. Right, so, right. Yeah. That's what uh Frank did for me. He did a um kind of like a plaque that did the double bevel technique and then inlaid it. Right. He did the banding on it like this little string inlaid looking thing do you guys and follow then, um todd, todd nabell i don't think I do. so i do he's he do you he he's just a he's a hand tool enthusiast and uh just oh, his collection of hand tools is just amazing he he lives in a good area where you can go to a flea market and just come home with you know it's, yeah it's, it's always, hand planes he's always and dividers he's like, and like, bell. Oh he's always showing his we don't have anything like that around he's here. always showing his his flea market finds yeah yeah well his his bench uh has his name on it i i did that oh super cool and then oh, um, cool. yeah so that was pretty cool and That's then awesome. his uh his granddaughter kayla 
um, it's a private account, I believe, but he wanted me to, well, he asked if I'd want to follow, you know, and it's pretty amazing just to watch this little girl grow up and she's always in the wood shop with him. It's really awesome. And he made her a little workbench and I did, I did her name on, man, on, on the so front cool. of hers. Right I'm looking so, at it now. That's beautiful, man. So I'm yeah, he, uh... yeah, that's really <laughs> nice. Now that, that maple, do you, is that like a dye or something on that maple, or is it just the picture's kind of dark? It's not okay. dyed, yeah. Man, that's cool looking. He actually sent me the wood that he wanted uh, me to use for the letters, I believe. I think I used walnut for the border, maybe. I don't really remember. Yeah, it looks but, like it. But, yeah. That's really cool. I sent him a picture of the font. I said, is this font okay? Because it's just a font that I like. It's real fluid so it 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 lends well to marquetry because with marquetry it's easier to cut a curved line than a straight line because <laughs> the blades right. are so small you know they want to they want to find the you know the the early wood of the of the wood which is softer and 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 follow that so it's hard to make a straight line doing marquetry so i always you know when i was teaching classes i'd say we're going to do leaves and, and blobs and whatever is not straight. You know, that's going to be the, that's it. That's going to be the easy stuff to learn. Right, man. I'm looking at, okay. I'm distracted. So now I'm looking at his page. I, I don't follow him. I'll give him a follow. Um, but I just saw the kid's bench and he's got, cause it's his daughter's young, right? It's his granddaughter. Yeah. She's young. Yeah. Cause he's got like, uh, the blocks like to put in the, the side of the bench, like the square and triangle. And yeah. The circle he and... makes all that stuff. That's so cool when I see the name you did. Yeah, he's That's fantastic amazing. granddad. Well, it's pretty I'm cool to watch. Like, I haven't made my kid anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is grandkids, right? Yeah, right. Okay, I got time. I got time. <laughs> That's well, why hey, so grandkids. Ramon, what have you been up to in the shop? Well, it's kind of funny, you know, it's not always going to be um, glamorous and beautiful furniture right. in my shop um <clears throat> so right now i got a lady got a hold of me she had a queen size bed and she needed it expanded to a, a california king i believe so anyway it went from 63 inches to 80 inches and i was able to utilize parts of it and so i made that bigger it has a oh right where the headboard is or, or where your the pillows would be i guess there's a it's kind of like a captain's bed like the old style water beds and it has right. um, a big two-inch radius, you know, and the original one, you could tell that was made in a shop that had this big, massive cutter they used on a shaper. I don't have a, a bit to do a two-inch radius, so I just segmented it on the table saw and then okay. just refined it with, um, you know, hand planes and, well, belt sanders, <laughs> and, and it came out perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I shined a raking light on it and it just it, it came out great. So I've been doing that and um, uh, finished up those paint grade doors. I got to deliver those probably tomorrow or maybe Friday. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty, it in the shop, huh? Cool. Pretty. It's been pretty yeah. quiet. Right. Right. So well, you know, technically it is only Tuesday today. Oh, well, right? see, I'm a little ahead of myself. You're doing I'm also good, buddy. Working on some uh, some exterior tables that I'm making for our house, and I wanted to try something a little different. So I'm using Formica, but I'm applying it with epoxy, 
So all this, all the areas of these tables will either be sealed with like epiphanes, um, spar varnish, or even epoxy. I haven't decided yet. Uh, or formica. And the bottoms of the legs have. I put these aluminum blocks on the bottoms of the legs that I, I anchored with stainless steel screws and epoxy, and I threaded those aluminum blocks for leg levelers. So everything is encapsulated. Everything is sealed from the moisture. And they're they're not going to get direct wet. You know, it'll be in, under a patio. Okay. So right, just right. just to uh, deal with the moisture. So it's just it's really an experiment. And you know, I like right. messing with materials and trying things out and experimenting on my own stuff before I actually make sure. something. And my wife's yeah, been that's kind of tables fun for to a do, long right? time. So I thought, well, we'll just make these out of some cool, you know, formica that you know she I let her pick the color, a wood grain, and then a a marble look and yeah, I'm using epoxy on everything. So nice. That, that should do it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to be able to play around. You know, if, if it's going to be your own thing, you can experiment, you know, because if it doesn't work, you know, it's, it's your own thing. And right. yeah, like, like that plywood door I made, I, I mean, you know, I, was, I had this vision of what I wanted and the first one I made was a, was well it was a total flop it, you know in this in the second version which was better engineered it came out flawless but right. had i done that initially for a customer I, that would have been you know that would have been a lot of time to eat <laughs> right right yeah so yeah it's it's fun doing that and right. it's cool because now i have more time and i'm actually making more money and so i can work on my own stuff now and i i just you know been getting some projects done that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So that's always a good awesome. thing. Yeah. yeah. That's always a good thing. What about you, Ben? You working, working on doors? doors. Yeah. Working on doors. <laughs> Come on, man. Get, get those ah, things done ah, already. Yeah, it's great. That's, that's real helpful. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, helpful. don't give him a hard time. He's been working on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, quit, this, quit this, wasting time on a podcast. This thing takes up more time than I want it to, but, you know, I think, I think on, on always the... that bed t- that bed took me too long. Well, I'll just be straight. It took me too long, man. It, it looked like... like you knocked it out really quick from the time you. No, Instagram's you know. really good at that. It's an illusion, yeah. My wife told me it took too long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> takes yeah. It, it. Well, yeah. but but you but you had a deadline, and you know, you know those yeah, deadlines. Right. Those are, those are best friends' worst enemies. You know? Oh man, I tell you, yeah, I've. You know, we've kind of decided from now on, I really, need, even if I don't have a deadline, like we need to put a deadline on stuff because I definitely work better with a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good but, idea, actually. You'll, you'll, you'll do better. You'll stay focused. Well, uh, and you make more money. You get, you don't you make, move you work get paid, through. Yeah. You know, but uh, so, so Ben, where are you at? Uh, with I'm those? just, I'm, I'm continuing on. Um, I've been, I've been vacuuming bag, vacuum bagging parts as I, as I go along I, I ran out of epoxy I had to wait uh, a day or two to to get um, I just got another, another yeah, gallon of the stuff in and was able to get a couple of different hardeners I got oh a fat you know the 205 which is like a fast hardener and a 206 which is a slower hardener so I can I can um, kind of use whichever hardener seems to be the right fit for the temperature that I'm dealing with because because okay. the shop isn't, you know, the sh- the shop is new, um, and it, it it's all insulated and everything. And I've kind of been waiting. To, I've been kind of going through this first season to see. All right, do I need to put air conditioning in? Oh, AC. Or yeah. can I go for you know 
a year or two without it, you know? Right. So you you can leave your doors closed and it yeah, stays pretty good yeah, in there? Yeah, I'm or? able to I'm able to open it up when it's when it's cool out, you know, and, and shut it down and close it up and try to keep it yeah, tight when it's that's hot. That's what I but, do. You know, it's, I open my, my windows at night and then in the, in the morning about 10, I close the wind, close them and it, and then, and then I turn on my small AC and I, I get it down to about 70 and that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, that, that mini split, I know it's made some difference on my bill, but it's, I almost don't even notice it on the electric. Um, it's pretty amazing uh, in my shop. Yeah. But it, it it runs it runs all the time. That's the weird thing about it. But it just keeps it consistent in the shop, twenty four seven. Yeah, it runs all the time. So you, yeah, it runs all the time. It would have to. It doesn't cool off in Texas, right? Yeah, it doesn't cool off in Texas. Well, and that's just how the mini split, uh, I think, design works. It mm. it will go through these cycles, so it will kind of shut off a little bit, but come back up. But it it comes on a lot. You know, definitely, obviously, during the summer. But um, it, at night, I bump it up to, you know, around 78, 79. Um, and then when I get, get in there in the morning, I'll bump it back to 70. And uh, it, it will hit that 70 pretty fast. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> and it, there's a there's a feature called, um, what do they call it? I think it's just like power. And it's got this, like, this picture of, I don't know what it is. It looks like a robot, you know, but like with the muscles flexing and you mm-hmm. press it. And I mean, it bursts cold air for 10 minutes. Wow. It, it will knock down at least like seven degrees. I mean, it just, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it really is nice, but I have a small shop. You, Ben, you have a huge, well, shop. the shop is, it's yeah, it's decent sized, but, um, but it's tall ceilings. It's, it's tall right? ceilings. Yeah, it's it's the the ceiling in the middle is like the ceiling in the middle at the peak because it has a it has a um it, yeah it's gabled on the inside. It's a three twelve pitch, so it's twelve feet at the side wall, and it's like seventeen feet in the middle. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of you know, and it, it it's a lot of space, but it's yeah. it's really well insulated. Um. Right. So it doesn't. You know, it, 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 it holds temperature. You know, if I keep it closed up when it's hot out, it, you know, people come in and I come in and it, right. it, it feels pretty good. Now, if it stays, you know, if it stays in the mid nineties for a week, you know, it's going to start getting warm inside. Right. But, right. You know, the biggest thing. Mid nineties. That sounds pretty nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You throw, you throw, you throw 90%, 85%, 90% humidity on top of it and it gets Oh, yeah, geez. Really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's that's, and that's the worst. Part and that's right what's so there. nice about you know the what what you're doing with the mini splitter, the AC is is just to be able to knock out the the humidity. If you can get the, the humidity, moisture, out, right. you yeah. know, and then your then your you know your environment's a little bit more stable too. More forgiving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you thought about getting some big fans, like one of those big ass? Is that the company? Those big ass fans are yeah, amazing. Yeah, I've. I've how much I've thought about it, move. but then I, but then I think, you know, when, when I put the heating system in, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it's a high efficiency furnace. It's just a real simple system okay. and, and, and it'll take an a coil from an, from an AC unit. You know, it, it's all set up to, to take, um, you know, get, get air conditioning, um, for the, okay, for, the cool. for the summer, 
So, you know, I'm basically looking at it as like, all right, well, I, I know how much air conditioning is going to cost. And the, those, you know, the big fans are, I, I agree, they're, they're great. Um, it just, it depends on, on how much money I want to spend. And, you know, right. if I want to go with the big fans or do I just want to go with air conditioning? I don't, I don't we'll, have right. to, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I, I love my heater. I, I, uh, I ended up putting an infrared yeah. heater in there in my shop. Those things are amazing. You, it, it warms the objects in the room. It's like, you know, walking outside and the sun hitting you on top of the yeah. head. They, well, they can be a little bit, it. a little bit overbearing too. <laughs> they, yeah. If, if you're right, right underneath them, I mean, it if, feels it, like, yeah, it, cause my table saw gets warm. The concrete gets warm. <laughs> well, the top of your yeah. head gets warm. It, I mean, you can, you can literally open the door in the winter, you and know, when it's still it's just, warm in the shop. And it just stays warm because it's it doesn't warm the air; it warms yeah. the objects. Oh the wow, that's wild! So it's it's fantastic. Right. Well, a lot of your automotive yeah. shops will use them where cars gonna, are coming and going, right. and they have to open the door a lot. Yeah, and you're not blowing you're not blowing air yeah. around in it, and if you're spraying exactly. finish and stuff like that on metal, it's nice to have it warm because it's gonna it's kick right. it, yeah. and, and you don't have the air movement. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. guys, um, I don't know about the time, but it seems like we're coming up to an hour. Yeah, I think, I right? think we're probably pretty close. Probably be. A... I want to ask, hmm? and I, we didn't talk about this, but do do you have something, any like advice in the shop, something you've done um, that you you change or to watch out for? I, I I can start. I I did a pretty stupid thing, um, so when I was drilling all those holes, which were like, I don't know, freaking 40, I, I, don't, I can't remember how many holes, but a lot of the Dow holes, they were meant to be three eighth inch diameter, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I grabbed the wrong bit. <laughs> I drilled all of them. Then I made my, <laughs> then I made my Babinga three eighth inch Dow rods, which in itself takes freaking time to get it right on. It does, and I get there, and they they look sweet. You know, it's that I I take the bearing off, and because sometimes the bearing's too oversized or undersized, and I use like a a fence, and I go back and forth, back and forth, getting getting the height and the depth perfect, and it's like okay, there it is, I've got it, and I go over to put it in, and it's freaking too loose, and it just freaks <laughs> oh, oh, me so out. I'm like, so man, you drilled too big. It's too oh, big. That's, I that's drilled even, it too that's big. Even better. <laughs> oh god, I tell you, I know, right? I, like, I could have got smaller. And, and so I drilled it too. So I made all these freaking dowels, oh, which man. I can use next time. It's fine. But then it took me probably forty minutes to realize what I've done. And so I'm measuring the dowels. I'm like, it's perfect, three eighths. So I got my calipers out and. And you know they're never like perfect, perfect. It's a little heavy. You make them a little heavy, and then you 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 chamfer it a little bit so when you bang it in, it, it compresses and it looks really tight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm like the the perfect. Why isn't this working? And I went to my mentors because I had to pick something up from him. And he's like, "Oh man, it's always a pain." Like, "Hey, I've got some babinga dowels. Take these." I'm like, "Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it." Get home, try those out. They're freaking too small. And so now I'm like, okay, it's the damn hole, obviously. 
I've caliper, you know, the hole. It's like, yeah, it's too big. So I end up. So long story short, always do a test piece, check your damn hole. And before I'm, you drill, that many, especially before you drill in your finished piece of furniture, like a ton of these holes. So what I end up doing was, I had some because when you're doing this whole process of the dowels, a lot of times you, it's that getting that fine line around. Yeah, it's getting that fine line between um, when you mill the square stock, you leave it a little bit heavy. And then you round mm-hmm. it, and it gets you get that sweet spot, you know. Um, so I mm-hmm. had some that were just heavy. They're 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 heavy, but they were not perfectly round. And so I ended up chucking these short lengths of it on my on my vice. I put a drill chuck, not my vice, my uh, lathe. Drill press. Oh no, on my lathe. Put the drill chuck in my lathe, and mm-hmm. I got a three eighth inch spanner, <laughs> and I ground. I ground a kind edge on it, and then I, I I filed the inside edge, and it just just kept doing it. And then I'll go in and I'll I'll take that wrench to the dowel, you know, spinning it, and work it, you know, right to left, take it off, try it, file my my spanner again, put it back until I got it. That's awesome. It was so, you know, I'm like, oh my, like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, it's like, you idiot. Oh. Hey, you're making it work. Oh, I mean, man. I was like, yeah. I, I, yeah. So you were using a, a regular drill bit and you were, you were like one size bigger than three eighths? Or? Yeah. I, and it's weird because I don't even know where that bit came from, but I was one size <laughs> bigger than three eighth inch. And I usually, I have these really nice, um, Andrew. Brad points. Brad points, yeah, and and some of them just to run out and they're just it, it they just suck. So I have this nice one, and I think I had a piece of blue tape on it. I used it. I threw it down, you know, put it on the table, and I grabbed one Brad point bit. Looked the same. Had blue tape on it. I was using it for something. And I just shoved it in and went, and I didn't even bother checking it. And it looked close yeah. enough. I don't know what size it was, but it was just sized up a little bit more. And uh, yeah, so anyhow, always check your your drill always, bit size. Always check your sizes. Oh, all right, one one more, one more. I know we're over time, but this is a classic. The bed slats. I had four pieces of oak for the bed slats. I take a measurement. My wife's right there helping me take the measurement. I go, I cut it. I come back. I'm an inch short. Oh yeah. Oh, and like, I'm wearing my T-shirt that says "Measure Twice." <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's always an inch, right? It was an it's inch. An, it wouldn't yeah. matter if it was two inches or yeah. a half inch, but it's an inch dead on. Oh man, yeah, One perfect. Inch. Burned it, right? and <laughs> I burned yeah. it. Yeah, oh, you know, it's, and that's what happens. Uh, and so, bad. I ended up shipping the bed with three oak and one poplar. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> bad case of hingitis. This is my dirty la- my dirty uh, laundry hanging it out right now. Uh, right for the on, world right to hear. Anyhow, we should do this as a segment. We should, this should be a new thing at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of screw ups, so I, I, I have plenty. Oh yeah, that that could be a whole show yeah. for me. <laughs> oh cool. All right. On. Well, I think I think we're about well, about it. Once time. again, so that, right. I don't know if we want to. Oh, if we want, Ramon, do you want to you want to lead us lead us out of here? 
Yeah. Uh, so we already talked about the Apple Podcast and doing the five star or or, or a rating. Yeah, give us a rating. Sort would be awesome. Five yep. star. And uh, yeah, five star or or nothing. <laughs> Once again, thanks a ton for checking out another fantastic and informative episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can certainly shoot us an email, and that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com. Also, we look forward to your input and feedback on the show, as well as suggestions on other topics for future shows. So on behalf of Ben and Phil, I'm Ramon, and we'll see you on the next episode of a Woodworkers Podcast. Peace yeah, out. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>